the following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Since I'm in my bedroom, I'm using my grinder to smoke some weed. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Gabe, Tim, and Doyle, who isn't as much of a bitch as I said last time. But you, can't, uh, you cannot smoke weed out of a grinder. Yeah, well, you know... That grinder's for tobacco, right, Gabe? Yeah. That's not marijuana. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 200. Shit. I didn't even know that you knew I was recording. Yeah, I saw you push the button. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 216 of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Tim. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. And today we are going to be talking about our pop culture classic uh, presented to us by Jason Wells. Jason, as always, thank you for your support on Patreon. The rest of you bastards should go out there and also support us. Patreon.com slash TOTLB. You too could be a part of the action, as it were. But with that said, today we are going to talk about a history of violence uh, Juan, do you have this pulled up so you can give us some statistical facts about it? Well, I just pulled it up on... Um, I love Juan's statistical facts about movies. <laughs> I just pulled it up on Rotten Tomatoes, first thing. It's 87% critic score and a 76% audience score, so we did not like this. Um, it came out in 2005. It's an American action thriller film directed by David Cronenberg. Uh, It's an adaptation of a 97 graphic novel of the same name by John Wagner and Vince Locke. It stars Viggo Mortensen. Uh, He is a small-town diner who's thrust into the spotlight after confronting two robbers in self-defense, thus changing his life forever. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, he's not technically a diner himself, but he does own a diner. (laughs) Didn't I say the owner of a small-town diner? Did I say he was a small-town diner? Yeah, yeah, you did say he was a small town diner. That's what happens after Lord of the Rings is he, dried up. He, yes. he is a small town diner. He does eat in small towns. Vigo Dinerton. You know, I'm I'm gonna say on a technicality, you are in fact correct. One. <laughs> yes. He dines take, probably. Take, take this when and run with it, sir. <laughs> Maybe yes. he dines at his diner. There's Gabe smoking out of his grinder. <clears throat> So, uh, because he's a marijuana, I am a marijuana, I am a marijuana. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) So I'm going to start with, I fucking loved this movie. Wow. Okay. I think, so this is a story that I feel like gets told kind of regularly, like maybe not the specifics of it, but like the guy that is unassuming that is actually like a mega badass. And sometimes he's like a an ex-criminal, sometimes he's a hitman, you know, sometimes he's like a John Wick character, sometimes he's a guy with a more troubled past. So I think this story gets told fairly regularly and really, really well a lot of the time. But what I love about this movie is that his grief at losing what he tried to create for himself. I feel is super, super relatable. Like we're not 
all like assassins and killers and things like that. But I feel like everybody has had like something in their past that they're not really thrilled about and has felt the sting of when that gets revealed to the people that don't know about it. And no, I, not at all. That never yeah. fucking happens. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what, what I'm saying. What are you talking about? Like, One time I shit in a bag. Case <laughs> <laughs> and point. <laughs> so I love this movie because Tom Stahl's character is so, like, human. He's so fucking relatable and... Those moments where you can see him, like, losing his grip because he's losing the life he created for himself is definitely something I felt inside before, but definitely haven't shot someone in the head over. So Yes. <laughs> oh, you haven't done that before? No, neither have you. I disagree with everything you just said. You weren't even on <laughs> your headphones, so fuck <laughs> off. We can watch you walk away. <laughs> my, my wife carried in the pork butt. I had to go take a piece off of it. Mm, pork butt. He, he had to go get a piece of his wife's butt. I did have to get a piece of my wife's butt. You're right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> now... Now that I've said my part, I'll listen to you guys slam this movie all to fucking pieces. <laughs> now, there are great parts of this film, but god damn it. Like, the getting from, like, good part to good part to good part is like 30 to 40 minutes of nothing. There, I, I counted it. There was a solid 32 minutes of an hour and a half movie at the very beginning of the movie that does nothing. It literally does nothing. <laughs> I was like, how long are we going until something happens, until I figure out what this movie's about? I'm like, oh, cool. They're 69ing. That's nice, I guess. That, was, that was weird. The fucking 69 out of nowhere. That was really weird. Go team. Uh, go. There's, there's, I do like this movie. <laughs> There are a lot of super nonsensical things that happen. Like, after she's found out that he's Joey and she's super pissed at him, and then he just, like, fucking rape fucks her in, like, the stairway until she likes it. Like, that's probably not going to happen after your wife finds out that you've been leading a double life for the entire time you've been married to her. At least, if it's going to happen, not all the fucking steps, dude. That's not comfortable for anyone. <laughs> Come on. These are, these are head people. Wait till she's upstairs not, and then grab her by the ankle and throw her on the floor, I guess. I don't know. I'm then, not going to lie. That whole scene was really that awkward. En- the that nerd entire kid. scene, I think to myself, God damn it, that would be really uncomfortable. That was my only thought during that scene. And then I had you two also thoughts. got the, that the one nerd kid. Where are the kids? Yeah, the nerd kid who's been nonviolent his whole life, who's just like a simple nerd, who all of a sudden just comes out of nowhere and beats the shit out of two kids. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. happen. Maybe like he was taking karate, bro, while everybody was 69 in. You don't know. Probably fun. Like, I was really waiting for what <laughs> happened in that scene to happen. But they kind of hang on that, too, which drives me nuts about this movie. Like, you're, it's, the suspense is waiting for something to happen. Literally anything to happen in some cases. I, I, figured, I figured the kid fight would happen. And they'd probably hit each other and, you know, the, a teacher would come out and, fi- you know, throw him in suspension or something. I didn't realize that the kid was all of a sudden going to become an MMA star and start throwing people into lockers and shit. Like, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> also, I do really like, though, that all of the violence 
everything just kind of makes sense. Like, he's not just some, like, random badass ninja. He kind of <laughs> just acts first. He's, like, just narrowly avoiding getting shot by running. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not It's not like John Wick where he's doing something over the top. No, if, you, if you've got a gun pointed at your head and you've got a little bit of balls and you're holding a hot coffee pot, you're going to throw that coffee pot at him and hope yep. for the best. Like, that made sense. Like, I, I will agree with that. The action scenes were awesome. I, I, I was... I, I was very surprised, though, on the actual grotesqueness of the violence in these scenes. Like, I, I, when he shoots the dude who stabs him in the foot at point-blank range, and his chin's, like, dangling, and he's like, and blood's just shooting yeah. out, I was like, holy shit, this took a turn. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? They That's did just little- do, like... There's just, like, a lot of over-the-top gore, too. (laughs) When he's just, like, punching that guy's nose in the whole damn time. That scene scene goes on for, like, five shots. He's like, boom, boom, (laughs) boom, boom, boom. Like, is it in there yet? Hang on, one more. Boom. (laughs) Fuck your whole nose. (laughs) So what's interesting about the, the gore and stuff is that the guy that directed this movie is known for doing like body horror and like science fiction and gore movies. Like his uh, first movie was, uh, or one of his first movies was the fly. The one with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Are you talking about Cronenberg? Yeah. Uh, He did the fly. He did rabbit. He did Videodrome, which is like one of the most fucking bizarre films I've ever seen. Like he is, he has a very specific like niche of movies that he makes, and this is not them. Like this is so outside of what he normally does, and like the touches that you see in the movie that are the most shocking are the ones that are the most like Cronenberg. Like you know the the excess gore in the violence, like the weird sexual situations, like that's all very like Cronenberg stuff. Which it's yeah. interesting that he took this on as a project because it just it's outside of what he normally does, and that's that's kind of cool. Like I I really like this movie. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's I, I like the movie. It's just it's it's a weird movie though. Um, I'm yeah. indifferent. That's some weird shit. I will tell you that Viggo Mortensen is not in normal Lord of the Rings shape because his ass was wrinkly and kind of flabby and gross. While the while they're doing it on the stairs, it was pretty gross. Maybe he was just coming off of the road or something. <laughs> he is like gangly. He's he. It's role reversal. He becomes Smeagol in that fucking movie. <laughs> Smeagol, no. I like this movie. It was just way too slow for me. It was, like it I love slow. slow movies, but this was too slow for me. And the things that it lags on don't really seem to propel the story whatsoever. I just don't think in an hour and a half movie you have a whole half hour to tell nothing at the very beginning of the movie because they literally don't do anything. In, and it's almost 35 minutes between the time the movie starts and the time he starts shooting people. Yeah. I, I So that's a big part of what I like about this movie is because it's not, it doesn't start with who he is until you're so far into the movie that you can't, you can't separate the two personalities. 
Like, he is that person. Like, Tom Stahl is who he is. But, like, Joe, whatever his last name is, is, is also who he is. And there's no separation. Like, when his wife asks him, what are you, some kind of fucking split personality? And he says, I thought I killed Joe. Like, you know, he thinks of himself as, like, a fully different person. But because of his history, because of his past... He, he isn't allowed to have what he actually wants. Like, I, it's, I think it's fucking fascinating. Like, I, I love this movie. All it really makes me do is want to read the comic book, because if the comic book is anywhere near as, like, intellectually deep, I think it'll be really fun to read. The comic book goes much deeper. The comic is, like, almost 300 pages. That's awesome. I have it on my bookshelf. It's, it's a little different. Like, in the comic... <laughs> he doesn't like the brother character is actually his friend, but it's. I mean, they changed some shit. But I will. I will tell you that Vigo did a, a good job of doing what you you were just talking about, Gabe. About about being able to because because at first when as I'm watching it, I'm like, do they really have the wrong guy? Like he he yeah. really comes across like he doesn't know what the fuck these people are talking about, and I and he does a really good job of that. And and I think some of that. I think in his brain is like if if you've ever heard a lot of people who go through shit like this, they push those memories so down that they do. It's almost like they they don't remember that these things happened. And his kids got to, He's in high school. He's got to be fourteen, fifteen. So he's had to have been removed from this situation at least like almost twenty years. And right. so you you, you I, I agree with you on that point. He did a really good job of 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 making it seem like those were two distinct lives that he was living. Like, so what's interesting is it's it's exactly that. His brother specifically says, you've been living that life. Like, I haven't seen you since you were 24, and you've been living that life almost as long as you lived, you know, this life. So, yeah, he's been out of it for 20 years. And, like, the moment where he acknowledges who he is, like, not going to lie, I was kind of disappointed, you know? I, I knew that that's what it was building to, but I was kind of sad that they weren't mistaken, you know, sure. that that his history of violence wasn't from something else. Like he's not he's not a redeemed character in that moment. Like he reverts to a criminal and a bad guy, like just with a couple words. It's oh man, I love this movie. Sorry, I've been thinking about this shit and devs all day. So <laughs> I just the parts that I wanted to to take longer, like honestly, I like the film. It's just the part that was really interesting to me, his mafia background, figuring out who the fuck Joe Cusack was, since apparently he's like John Wick level awesome. Like you don't get to know any of that. You just meet his brother in the house and then he fucking takes everybody out and then that's it for the movie. Like <laughs> I like a flashback would have been nice to like build that side of the story a little more. And I think that's what I needed. Like, all right, Joe Kuziak is a, you know, killing machine, but why is he a killing machine? Why is this guy with a dead eye after him? All we know is that he tried to cut it out with barbed wire, but what was the altercation there? Why did he try to do that in the first place? Like the thing, the questions that I have are still unanswered and that's, what's driving me nuts about the movie. I, I agree with Tim. For me, it was it was too slow. 
the times that I thought it was cool, I don't think made up enough for me to be like, I love this movie or it was really good, but I'm probably meh about it. I'm probably in the middle. You're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doyle said you're he loves all it. You're so wrong. I do like the movie. Yeah. Like in the end, like I just like, it's an enjoyable action movie to me. It has some cool elements to it. Um, I I kind of am in a weird spot because I also just agree with everything that you guys are saying about it. It is slow. It is kind of arduous. But overall, like the movie's enjoyable. I think. At, by the end of the movie, I'm like I'm cool with it. You know, if that makes sense. I don't know. If I'm there yet. I like the movie. Like I said, it's just very meh. No, it's not something I'm going to recommend, and it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to watch again. You're very meh. <laughs> Fair. That is white bread as they fucking come. All right, so let's go around around the table. Uh, we'll start with Doyle this time. Uh, what do you, What do you give this? I don't give it two thumbs up, but I do give it like one and three quarters thumb up. I would say. All right, where are you at, Tim? Eight bagels out of a package. <laughs> How many bagels come in a package? I don't I think know. You, ten. Yeah, I think ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give this movie. It has to be a oh, big package. Like when you order fries at a restaurant and then you get that lucky curly fry. That's where I'm gonna rate this movie. There are moments of greatness surrounded by boring. <laughs> <laughs> Just mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> I'm gonna go simple I mean, and go with the thumbs middle. There, there are not, there are moments where cool the action's the cool. There are moments where you're like, why did he jump a counter and shoot these dudes like a fucking ninja? And and it's really cool. But then there's just too much drag in the middle. There's too much drag in the whole thing. I am gonna Thumbs give this like nine and a half out of ten uh, gross out scenes of David Cronenberg movies. That's what I'm gonna give it. <laughs> It's not. I, I, it's not golden eye boring, but it, it is boring. I don't think I. I genuinely didn't feel the same way. Like I watched this at five thirty this morning, and it fucking sucked me in and made me awake. Like this movie just absolutely. <laughs> Jesus, Mel, they can hear you. <laughs> but like I fucking absolutely love this movie. Like. Jason, thank you for making me watch this movie again. Fuck these other guys. Except for Doyle, fuck him a little less. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe a little more. I would prefer it if you fucked me as little as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Generally, he just likes to fuck himself. That's funny. Oh, well, on that note, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Be sure to find us at TOTLB.com. Support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash TOTLB. Find us on YouTube, TinyURL.com slash TOTLBTube, where you can probably watch this episode as well as listen to it. Uh, And, of course, give us a phone call. Let us know what you think of the show, what you think of us, what you think of anything we say. 970-573-6148. Now accepting your hate voicemails. Uh, Let's roll call. Who's still alive after quarantine? I mean, uh, we're still quarantine, but things are getting a little lax. We need a roll call on everybody that's still alive out there. Oh, I, right. thought, I thought you were talking to us. <laughs> I was, sure I was ra- like, what? I can see you, like, motherfucker. Get away with quarantine, dude. <laughs> All of a sudden, black lives start mattering and quarantine's out the window. <laughs>
Oh, I see silent, it. Silent. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Give a nod yes. if you can hear me. Yes. Okay, I can't hear you. Give me just a second. <laughs> we okay. hear, we hear you, Gabe. We hear you. Oh, I heard you, and then you went away. We should all just, like, pretend what? like we're talking. Yes, well, I am Gabe. actually talking. Can't hear him. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it worked for a second there. Uh, no, it shouldn't be. Give me just a second. Should we Should we just go ahead and end it since I think he did everything anyways and then just let him figure it out? Yeah. All right, there we go. All yeah. Right. I think you I keep, got it. Uh, you outroed, right? Uh, I did everything except for the uh, until next time I've been Gabe. I'm Tim. Oh, I am also Doyle. You're also Doyle? Wait, I'm, no, I'm, I'm still, Doyle. I'm still Doyle. <laughs> I'm on. Shit, I'm on. Yeah. Motherfuckers act like they forgot about Doyle. And that's how we'll end <laughs> the episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a barren space production.